headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. George Camel, Ramsey personality, host of the George Camel Show on YouTube. That's Camel with a K, very popular show. As well as, of course, the Smart Money Happy Hour, co-host with Rachel Cruz. He's my co-host today. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. Kathy starts this hour off in Indianapolis. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, guys. How are you today? Better than we deserve. What's up in your world? Oh, I'm trying to get there on your level. Um, (laughs) I um, am calling today to ask you guys kind of what you think my next steps might be. I've gotten myself into quite the mess. Um, I have followed all of the rules of never opening a credit card in my life. I'm 27, and I've made it this far without one, and I've kind of gotten to a point where I am desperate enough that I am I have been riding the line of wanting to open one this week because of all of my debt problems that I'm having. Yeah, debt so problems are always solved by more debt. What do you mean? <laughs> so um, I've kind of gotten myself into a predicament with um, bills that are owed, and my shovel is not nearly big enough and I feel like I'm running myself into the ground trying to do side hustles and um, I just graduated in June and started um, as a hairstylist and the money is just not there like I thought it was going to be and I know you kind of have to get clientele and build up your marketing and all that stuff and after I signed my apartment lease I found out that I was pregnant so I'm 6 months into that journey now and I have bitten off way more than I can chew as far as what I can afford. Okay, what does your husband make? Um I'm not married. Oh, okay. All right. Where is the father in the picture? Um financially not. Um he is excited about the baby and all of that good stuff, but financially not contributing at all. Um, well, I, I guess I'll just start there. Uh, he, he really doesn't have that option, morally or legally. Um, if you father a child in the United States of America, you get to pay child support. That's how that works. So, sorry, Bubba. You gonna uh, you get to step up and... Uh, participate in the financial side of the equation why does he not work or is he just a twerp um i was you know it's more i think i think it's more of a laziness problem if i'm speaking from my own okay from my own perspective so you you have an apartment rent you're not making any money are you behind on your apartment rent yes how far uh at the moment 15 days and they're wanting to file eviction paperwork today after 15 days pretty hardcore mm-hmm. okay is your first time missing a payment yes it is and that's i think why i'm in panic mode you mean you've never been late and after 15 days they're filing eviction correct yep and they said that that's just their policy i yeah. guess i don't really know how to fight that part of it yeah. it may take four months or something in indianapolis i don't know that may be why they go ahead and get started um I don't know what the law is there, but um, you need to find that out, okay? Because fear of the unknown is more fearful than fear of the known. 
So you need to find out what the law is in the area, how long it's going to take them to evict you, and what the, you know, what you can do to make that right. How much is your apartment rent? It is fifteen hundred a month. Okay, and what are you making with hair? Um, just with hair is probably about twelve hundred a month. Okay, so and what about the other? What about other side hustles? Side hustles included. I've been able to pull about twenty five hundred. Okay, and you didn't pay your rent. What did you pay instead? Um, I have a car payment that I pay monthly. How much is it? It is two fifty. Okay. Is, is it current? On- no, it is not. But she didn't pay yet either. What did you pay? So I have paid um, my Wi-Fi bills, my electricity. Um, all of my utilities are up to date. Um, well, you made thirty seven hundred. Where did it go? I mean, I understand five hundred of that maybe going towards those basic bills. Oh no no no! The total of all of my income is twenty five hundred a month. Oh okay, so you make thirteen hundred with the side hustles. Correct. Got it. That's still a big chunk of change that is unexplained. Yes, and I think um, part of it is probably the trade-off with some of those side hustles. So I've been doing um, a lot of things with my car. So here in the last 30 days is really when it has absolutely crashed. And I think this is kind of just a rough patch for me because I've been able to keep up. Um, But here in the last 30 days, it's just been kind of a disaster, and I've fallen behind in the last 30 days. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, You you have to find a way to make actual money net of expenses. So driving your car around with DoorDash and making no net profit on the DoorDashing doesn't make sense if that's what's happening after you pay your car expenses, right, like gas, okay? Um, so you might be better off doing something else, but 1300 on side hustles tells me you're not working much. You know, I feel like I am not really sure how the money turnaround isn't working out. Um, I am constantly working as far as those side hustles go. Definitely. I know things have slipped as far as, um, building my hair business and trying to get clients in through the door with that. And I've heard that this is a slow season for that anyway, because it's okay. been back to school, but now how many hours are you cutting hair? Um, I would say probably about 30 hours a week. Yeah. And you're working about another 20 hours a week. So you've got another 20 hours. You need to be working a week. That's what I'm talking about. Um, okay. except for the part that you're six months pregnant, which makes this very difficult. I do realize that, but we've got to change, like you mentioned, the shovel equation. Then the second equation we have to change is the prioritization. Okay. The first thing you buy is food. The second thing you buy is lights and water. The third thing you buy is rent. The fourth thing you buy is car payment. So you make enough right now to i don't know what you're netting on that side hustle but you make enough gross coming in to have been current with everything if you had it properly prioritized do you follow me yes okay so what we've got to do in this crisis situation is we have to figure out where we can come up with fifteen hundred dollars the fastest from all sources and new sources what we can sell and what you can go do from there how old are you 27. Okay. Well, Kathy, it sounds like you're alone 
and pregnant and scared. You're putting on a pretty chipper face, but if I were in your shoes, I can imagine the terror I'd be feeling. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to set up a Ramsey coach to help you as my gift because I've been 27 and scared and I know how it feels. And tell Bubba if he's going to make a baby, he gets to pay. That's how this crap works. This is the Ramsey Show. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. George, uh, Sharon and I, I was going to say Rachel and I, Rachel was a baby, but Sharon and I learned the hard way, and then we later translated it to counseling, financial counseling, because we were working with people that were struggling when we first started this place. We still work with people that are struggling around this place uh, to go back to what we called an eighth grade civics lesson. Now, they don't have civics in the eighth grade anymore, but they taught us the difference between needs and wants, necessities. And the basic necessities of life are food, shelter, clothing, transportation, utilities. These are the basic necessities. So if you find yourself in a pinch where you can't pay everything that is on the kitchen table piled up in the form of bills, you take care of the things in that order. Food, first. Shelter, second. Because if you've eaten and you have a place to sleep, you live to fight another day. If you're hungry, you don't have a place to sleep. You got all kinds of other issues here that have got nothing to do with MasterCard mm-hmm. or student loans. Okay? So food is first. Shelter is second. Utilities are third. So we're gonna, we've got a warm place to stay. Uh, then we take care of transportation. And by the way, probably don't need to buy any clothing. You probably got enough. You're probably like enough people. You got enough for seven people. You know, it's a, you don't even wear half the stuff in your closet anyway. So you're okay on clothing. Shut up. So you got the basic necessities. We call that building the four walls of a house, meaning that you take care of the necessities first before you do anything else. And then you will seldom get behind on those key things that cause financial stress to become sheer terror hmm. eviction repossession lights turned off no food in the refrigerator turns financial stress into sheer terror but most people if they're able-bodied and can work can take care of at least those basic things as long as you've got income and then yeah. the, the question becomes well dave what do i do when i've got all these debt payments to pay well it's that's gonna, the next step it's gonna go to collections now that's the next step but 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 you're gonna be fed and dry and warm. And the collecting the collections people are aggressive. So you gotta they, tell them, they, listen, they I got nothing to give you. They make you hungry, though. Only you can choose to make you hungry if you're working and have an income. Only you can choose to make you homeless if you're working and have an income. Most people can earn enough to keep those four things going if the worst of worst jobs. Even if you're working horrible, you know, eight dollar an hour or something at, and, and working eighty hours of that, you can keep the lights on so to speak the wolf away from the door but now mastercard may get all bent out well so what you know it didn't pay my student loans well welcome to america nobody pays them apparently oh my god you know so whatever right so we're gonna we'll get back to those things i don't want to ignore them forever but the first step to getting a sustainable thing is the four walls and that's that's what our last caller before the break um needed uh to hear a month ago. Yeah. It's a sad situation. You don't want it to get to that point, but a good reminder and lesson for those out there. 
Our question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When a disaster like flood or fire strikes, Neighborly's Rainbow Restoration offers homeowners full restoration services, plus mold remediation, carpet cleaning, odor removal, and more. Download the Neighborly app to find Rainbow Restoration Services near you. Today's question comes from Joseph in Ohio. Buckle up, Dave. Here we go. I'm looking into financing a boat to use like a house. I know and understand your normal rules for buying a house, ideally 20% or more down, less than 25% of take-home pay, 15-year fixed. And I know and understand the normal thoughts on buying a boat as a toy, depreciating asset, cash only, value no more than 50% of yearly income when combined with all other depreciating assets. This guy really knows your stuff, Dave. Mm -hmm. What I'm wondering is how out of line or not I would be if I combined those two into a houseboat if I adjusted the formulas and compensated for the discrepancies properly. The compensating factors I'm thinking about are buying something used with most of the depreciation already absorbed and financing with a higher down payment over a much shorter timeline. The boat will have some depreciation as opposed to a house, but if I compensate with extra savings, my thoughts are that this could work out similarly. As I know you would ask, I'm currently 100% debt-free and have a fully funded emergency fund. Okay, a lot to unpack there emotionally and financially but joseph is saying should i buy a houseboat and can i do it with debt because i'm treating it like i'm getting a mortgage on a home joseph a boat is a trailer that floats it goes down in value you could buy a fully depreciated mobile home and make the same argument but it would still be a dumb 10-year plan i love boats son In Ohio, that'll be cold in the winter. Really freaking cold living on the lake. Whoa, I can't imagine. I like the lake, too, but I'm not living on the lake in the winter. Not in a boat. Oh, God, you freeze your butt off. Um, And it's going down in value. And here's the thing. Ten years from today, where do you end up? If you'll you'll stretch these things out past Friday in your analysis, the answers start to become pretty apparent. When you buy a mobile home, you stretch it out 10 years, you take a $70,000 double wide, what's it worth in 10 years? You know, 20. What's it worth 10 years after that? Zip, right? And, and so if you buy a car, what's it worth in 10 years? Going down in value. You buy a boat, what's it worth? Well, you buy an RV. You can do the same thing. I've had people ask the same question about an RV. We always wanted to retire and travel the world in an RV. Well, that's great. Pay cash for the freaking RV. It's a toy. And don't call it your house and justify a huge payment on it because you know what a two-year-old rv is depreciated heavily hello so i mean they drop they go down in value so fast that's what winnebago is actually uh native american indian language for really? depreciating <laughs> it's actually what it means i'm gonna have to look that one up i gotta fact check you on that one <laughs> that's what it means it. means down in value Gosh. that's what it means <laughs> in the ancient in the ancient tribes i didn't know you were well versed <laughs> in the tribal languages dave you cease never cease to impress uh, me. the things i get myself into i'm uh. trying to figure out how to say that in a way that i didn't get sued but anyway uh, good luck with that <laughs> so no but this would be Joseph, similar to an no, buy, Joseph, saying i want to live no. in an rv i'm going to take out a mortgage Listen, on it. i don't care if you get your boat honey but pay cash for it and don't try to say it's the same thing as a house and please don't try to say it's the same thing as a house and a car combined you really got boat fever bad mm. he went to a party on a houseboat last week and now he's figured out with his calculator how this is a good idea no it's not honey it's going down in value and you're going to end up in a mess.
and then you're gonna have to buy a house later on down the road and you'll be broke well and you'll have a you know a rusty old i mean you know an old houseboat Ugh. Ooh. no thank you Ooh, I almost bought one of those one time because I really had it bad for a house. I could see you guys just having one, you know, at the lake to party on. Yeah, but I've got a house now. But but I mean, back then, before we had that, we were going to get a houseboat. And I looked at this old, nasty. I mean, you can't say mildew like old houseboat. I mean, it's old houseboat mildew. I imagine the maintenance on those It's a special level of science. Because you've got a boat and that takes some maintenance, let alone a houseboat. regular boats. But I mean, my God. No, no, no. No, Joseph. No, I wouldn't do that. You don't find any millionaires that go, you know, I mean, my first million is I lived on a boat. Didn't come up. Never comes up. Robert is in Phoenix. Hey, Robert. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, George. Um, Yeah, I have a pretty, I guess, not unique situation. I'm just in a bit of a bind, and I'm kind of curious. So currently I work in the technology field. Um, I I bring home about uh, 100 grand a year, Um, and I'm in in baby step two. I've been doing this for about two years, paid off 79,000 of my original uh, 227,000. Robert, you have done a great job. I, however, have not. I goofed up and brought you on with not much time left in this segment. I'm going to make you get straight to the point. It's my fault. I apologize. Okay, not a problem. Yeah, I was looking to um, do a career change, but I'm not sure if it's the right step to do. Is it going up? It's not. Then don't do it. Not initially. How quick till you're done with baby step two? Um, by my math, another four to four and a half years. Ooh. How far would you go down in income and how quick would it come back? Um, so it'd be going into mental health. I dropped uh, to about 40 grand a year. No, honey, you can't, for- you can't do that while you're in debt and making six figures. No, you, you can, do, you can do that decade. later, but you got to get the debt cleaned up and that'll give you that much more incentive to work more right now and get the, get the debt cleaned up as fast as possible. But there might be a different way to go into the mental health field that doesn't require you work for 40. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. This is the Ramsey Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone and they even have low cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Benjamin is with us in Lansing, Michigan. Hi, Benjamin. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. This is this is great. Sure. What's up? Well, Dave, I've got a question for you. Um, how do I cash flow a new construction? Um, or should I get a mortgage? Um, well, the cash flow is just, 
you know, sixth grade division into the number of months that you have and the money you need to throw at it, right? Okay. I'll, like, I mean, give you a little bit. how much, how much is the house going to cost? So we're, we're getting our blueprints in a little, in about a month or so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, so about a year and a half ago, we bought our dream property. We live on 40 acres, but we also live off grid. Uh, we don't have any running water. We, we use an outhouse. Uh, we love it. Um, but we also have a seven month old baby and we want to get a bigger house going. Okay. So, All right. so you got to put in utilities and a house. What's the, what's the budget on this? So budget, well, I make $65,000 a year. My, my wife is a stay at home mom. Um, and we're planning on doing a, a fairly straightforward build, uh, budget, you know, I, I'd be comfortable spending somewhere around 300,000. Okay. All right. And how long will it take mm-hmm. to build it? Uh, probably three years. Okay. I, I'm planning on doing most of the work myself, to All be right. honest with you. All right. Well, that's $100,000 a year, $8,000 a month. You don't have that. Okay. Right? 300 okay. divided by 36 is 8,000. All right. Follow me? Yes. That's the division I was talking about, the sixth grade division. And, um, you know, so do you have any down payment or any other money we haven't discussed? Yeah, so 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 far we've saved about forty thousand dollars of cash. We have a thirty thousand uh, dollar um, emergency fund, mm-hmm. and this is after fifteen percent of retirement towards retirement, I guess. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's those are kind of the numbers we're working with. Okay. The property itself we bought for about one sixty. Uh, currently, it'd probably be closer to a to about two hundred thousand. Is it paid for? Um, it is completely yeah. Thanks to you. <laughs> okay, I didn't pay it. You did. Good job. Um, so yeah. the uh, uh, well, I mean, if you take out a construction loan, we know you've got forty thousand to put down. So if it's a three hundred thousand dollar build, whatever cash you can come up with between now and the time you're building that you actually break ground and you start putting on it, let's say you came up with another, I don't know, whatever, then the rest of it's going to be a construction loan, right? Okay, and then that would transfer to a mortgage later down the road? As as you finish the house. I don't think a construction loan is going to let you go three years and screw around with this. And most of them aren't going to allow you to be the GC. They're going to want a GC signing off on it. Okay. But uh, you can check. I mean, maybe your local credit union will do that. Since you got so much equity in the property, they might. But um, this scares bankers because people have a tendency in these situations to not finish and if they don't finish, they've got a really nice piece of acreage with a half-butt house on it. And that's what they foreclose on. It's a mess. I've tried to buy a couple of those at foreclosure. They're a mess. and uh, But it's someone's dream that turned into a nightmare. So what I don't like about your equation is how long it's going to take you. Okay. I would do now, something to I'm, tighten up your time frame. Gosh, I'm still super against having to pay out monthly towards a mortgage. Would If I... Like, should I, would it be better to just to save the full amount of the house, like, as take it, like, if a, you can do that, as if, we're, if you do that, how long does it okay. take you to save 300,000 bucks? You got 40, you need 260 more. How long does that take? Okay. All right. If you do it $10,000 yeah, a month, it's 26 months. If you do it in $5,000 a month, it's 50 months, 52 months. So we're bumping up on five years at 5,000 bucks a month you're gonna and you don't make $5,000 a month. Okay. So, right. you know, you're talking about 10 years to save up the money at your current income rate. Now, obviously, you can do something to change that. But it sounds sure. like you have a sense of 
urgency here to build something. You know, he's you got, got a seven ba- he's got an outhouse and a baby. Yeah, that's urgency. So <laughs> I I'm not waiting ten years. I probably am not waiting three years. I would probably work with a builder at this point and get it done faster and take on a reasonable mortgage that you can knock out quick. Yeah. We, okay. I, I don't borrow money, so I would be doing something completely different than anything you've done here, Brad. But but um, but if you are if you take out a construction loan that converts into a mortgage that is no more than a fourth of your uh, take-home pay on a 15-year fixed, we don't scream at you about that. So uh, I think you've got some work to do yet on – adjusting what you can do to adjust your income up and your time frames but a long build is hard on the house because it's it's it it sits in the weather without a good roof on it for a while and then once you finally get it in the dry all the mechanicals and the rough end are sitting there and it's taking it's it's hard on a house to build it slow it sounds like a lot of work i mean you sound confident that you know what you're doing but man an off-grid build like that sounds like you better be a pro yeah. Well, I mean, it can. It's just hard on the materials sitting in the weather. You know, it, it's um, it's just you don't want the framing package sitting there with no roof on it, getting rained on, snowed on for four months. You know, because you're screwing around in there doing something else, mm. and that's what happens. These he's things. in Michigan, so that's some rough winters you, you out there. Got, you got some weather issues and you know temperature issues on when you can do installs and things. So that's that's the thing you got to work through is all that. Brad is with us in Huntsville. Hey, Brad, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Hey, George. How you guys doing? Great, man. How can we help? Uh, yeah, so my wife and I eloped last year in February 2022, and we're considering having a reception uh, next year, late April, for about $9,500. Uh, we currently have about ninety $95,000 of debt and credit cards, car debt, and a student loan debt, and we also have a mortgage that's currently sitting at about $270,000. $1,700 payment per month. I make about $170,000 a year gross, $100K after taxes, 401K, all that jazz. And I wanted your input on the uh, on that on that right there. So you want to throw a $10,000 wedding in April. So how much would you need to save every month from right now to do that? Well, we have um, some savings. we got about $25K in savings. Uh but if we wanted to start saving right now, uh, six months. So the 25K. Wait a minute, remind me again, you got 95 in debt? Yeah, in credit cards, student loans, and car debt. And we also have a mortgage. Yeah, of 270. But, and then you make 170, yeah. but you're also having 401K coming out, and you have 25K sitting there. You're doing all the steps at once right yep. now. Yeah, you're doing, nothing, you're doing nothing we teach. Okay. All right. So what we what we teach is a process called the baby steps, and um, the first step is a thousand dollars. Anything above a thousand dollars saved goes towards your debt. Then beans and rice, rice and beans. Stop all retirement savings temporarily. Throw everything at the debt as fast and hard as you can. How quick do you pay off seventy with no four hundred one k coming out, making one seventy, and no eating out and no going on vacations and no whining? Really fast, like less than a year. 170 minus 70 is 100. You can make it, dude. And okay. then you do your way, then you do your reception. After we pay off the debt in one in less than 1 year, yeah. Cuz you guys have already waited 2 years to throw this party. What's two and a half at that point if you guys are able to do it completely debt free? Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
70000 is $6,000 a month. As soon as you're debt-free, you have the party the next month. And yeah. you celebrate debt freedom and sense. marriage. Ta-da! Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, the, the current amount that we have in savings, you think, take most of that and throw it uh, throw directly it to debt. at the debt. Yeah, the, the, that's, yeah. that's what we teach. Is still, is still, Dude, you make 170 If an emergency hits, hit. the next paycheck covers it. Well, yeah, well, the industry that I'm in. Hey, Brad, you do what you want to do, dude. I'm not arguing with you. We've been doing this a long time. Hold on, I'll send you a copy of the Total Money Makeover book. It'll outline what you should do, and then you get to decide what you will do. This is The Ramsey Show. Thanks for listening, America. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Doug is in Milwaukee. Hi, Doug. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave and George. It's a pleasure and honor to speak with both of you. You too. What's up? Hey, um, just uh, wanting to confirm what I think you would say, but I'm uh, approaching 65. Mm -hmm. I still want to work past my 65th birthday. Mm -hmm. I recently became unemployed, uh, so I'm job seeking. Um, But I have a small 401k from my last job, only about Mm -hmm. $25,000. And I wondered if it would be wise to cash that out and pay off consumer debt of about $20,000. Well, obviously, you're not going to have penalty on it, but you will have taxes on it. Um, Right. What concerns me is what that leaves us with, which is nothing, and you're 65 years old. Yeah. So, um, we ob- I mean, obviously what you would love to have is a big old pile of savings and no debt, right? Correct. Yeah. And so uh, how, how can we best get there, and then how do we use this money to do that? Um I would prefer to leave it alone almost as a symbolic act that I'm going to add a bunch to my retirement as soon as I can get reemployed and clear this 20000 mm-hmm. But in a worst-case scenario, I would clear it. I would use the money and clear the debt. But I, I think you need to have the mindset of i got to get this debt cleared quickly so that I can quickly add to my retirement nest egg because you need to be doing both. Agreed? Agreed. Yeah. So, what were you making before you got laid off? I was making about sixty thousand. Okay. Doing what? Uh, IT support. Okay. All right. Cool. What kind of debt do you uh, have? I do have a side gig. Uh, I have about a uh, um, fifteen or between thirteen and fifteen thousand in credit card debt, and another uh, seven thousand in a. Uh, uh, no interest loan on some uh, machinery, machinery my wife uses in her job. What does she make? Uh, she makes about 300 a month. Okay. $300? Yeah. $300, yes. And what's the machinery? Because it sounds like this is not going to ROI for her. Uh, it's uh, basically uh, high-end sewing machines. Yeah. She's a seamstress by yeah. trade. Well, it's, it's there. I mean, it's not worth anything now, so... Um, we wouldn't make that investment again, 7,000 to create 300, um, 300 is 3,600 a year. Uh, you need to make a better return on that as a seamstress or anything else in business. So, 
Um, but that you're there now because that machinery is not worth what you paid for it. So um, now it's not because it's used. Um, yeah, I, I think you got an opportunity as somebody that knows something about IT to do a lot of side hustles, uh, freelance work, as well as pick up some jobs. So I just, you know, I want, if I'm in your shoes, I want to create as much income as I can create and knock this 20,000 out as fast as possible, living on a very, very tight budget. Uh, I'm going to also ask her to, to put the uh, old sewing machine in gear and let's do a lot more than 300 a month. Let's try to get that to 3000 a month um, and, and try to get some income coming in so that we've got a nest egg to retire on here. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I do have a side hustle, or I did have a side hustle that I am getting some work from now, but I'm actually uh, trying to uh, cash flow training for another uh, another job that I think I'd love more. An IT cert? Uh, no. What? Actually, I'd uh, like to become a, a Ramsey financial coach. Okay. All right. Um, I would not spend money on that right now if I were you. I'd love to have you as a coach. I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just saying I, I would rather you go and make some money right now and get some of these other things going before you spend money on something like that. I, we, we'd love to have you. Don't misunderstand, Doug. I'm not trying to be mean to you. But the um, but also wouldn't be – I'd be a bit hypocritical. I'm like, yeah, give me a bunch of money while you're broke and you can get – you know, no, I, I – uh, uh, Let's call that an encore career once we clean this Yeah, debt let's up. put that as something once you've got the, you got the debt cleaned up you got some money going into retirement and then go find the money to go get the certification on that. I would do that. But, uh, no, I wouldn't spend the money right now to go, uh, in, you know, effectively into debt. Cause you're, instead of paying it on debt, you're going to spend the money on that. So no, I, I couldn't do that for you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be consistent if I suggested that, even though I do believe in our coaches and I, and I'm again, not trying to be insulting to you. Chris is in uh, Augusta. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the Ramsey show. Hi, thank you for having me on. Sure, I really up? appreciate it. Sure, how can we help? I am three years from retirement. Um, my student loans, I make my 120 payments. I'm in education for my public service loan forgiveness in April, so I'll be done with that. Um, the only debt we have outside of that is our house, and we know we're going to probably move in the next five to seven years um, back to kind of where our people are at. Um, so should I concentrate on paying off the house or should I concentrate on building up my retirement fund? What are you investing right now into retirement? Um, I've had a 403B in quite a few different places. I just consolidated those with a Ramsey specialist. I'm a fiduciary. Um, it's right at 40 grand. That, that Sorry, you broke had. up with us. It's right at 40 grand, oh. yeah. Yeah, right at forty okay. grand. Uh, my retirement from teaching will be right at sixty thousand a year. Um, so, are you putting anything into retirement now? At the present moment, no, because of the student loans, and we do not have a fully funded emergency yet. Okay, then you would not be paying into retirement or extra on your house, either one. You would be. Did you say you had four payments left? You've been on a private or are they uh, public have, student loan no, forgiveness for 10 years um you have to make 120 payments on the student loan forgiveness that's for 10 education. years yeah i'll meet i'll meet 120 in april okay well i pray that you are one of the few that that works for 
you are aware that only 4% of the people that apply for that are actually getting it. I am. Yeah. I've, I've been meticulously what, keeping my paperwork. Yeah, and I'm not sure. And that time. hasn't mattered because there are a bunch of freaking liars up there. I mean, I'm serious. When oh, yeah. uh, the last time I looked, it was 1.16% of them are approved, which is 98% or not. And, right. uh, you know, and I promise you, they thought they had their paperwork in order. So, um, the whole thing is a freaking sham, but I sure hope you get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's the balance on the student loan? Uh, it's more than doubled since I've had it. It's at two twenty five right now. And that's because you were holding out for this public student loan forgiveness? Um, partially, but even when I was making payments, it was one of those stories where you make your payments and it still grows and the grows minimum and grows. doesn't touch it yeah. because of the yes, interest. Absolutely. Which <sighs> makes me want to burn Washington to the ground. Um good people like you having been misled like this. I sure hope they forgive it. I'm I'm not hopeful though. Uh, from a practical standpoint. Okay, so let's set that aside. Your first thing is build your emergency fund. Is that your only debt other than your house? Yes, sir. Okay, it your is. first debt between now and April, build your emergency fund as, build as, you, as big as you can build it. Okay. And then let's see if the forgiveness goes through. If it doesn't go through, you're going to have to deal with the student loan. If it does go through, that'll be gone, and then we will move to putting 15% of your income into retirement. Okay. And... Uh, the rest would go towards anything else you can find. You go towards paying extra on the house, regardless if you're going to move. I don't care if you're going to move or not, unless you're going to move next month. But uh, um, because three or four or five years, who who the crap knows when you're going to do that? I mean, I don't know. You don't know even. Just a general yeah. feeling you've got. That doesn't change the idea that you need to get a paid-for house. So we okay. need to get a paid-for house and a big old pile of money when we get to retirement. That's the game plan. Okay. And I absolutely can do that. Yeah, so today. Yeah, let, let's start on the emergency fund right now. You see anything else, George? No, that's it. But, I mean, if that emergency fund, it might be your saving grace to start knocking out these student loans. Well, if it's a dash versus a slash, they'll reject it. That's how silly these applications have been. And that's not just a Twitter saying, that's an actual syntax. I saw an actual fact. video of that. Real sad. An actual deal. The, the guys are looking for any excuse. It's just. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, George Camel here. If you love the show and you want a deeper dive on your money journey, we've got a weekly newsletter that gives you helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for the newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.